Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, yeah, baby. You already know what it is. It is Friday noon Eastern Standard Time, and that can only mean one thing. It means it's a Moats host Friday. So for the next two hours, you will be listening to Moats and Euler on SNR, and I am excited because, once again, we have Steelers news, man. Big-time moves being made within the organization, and this was at the tune of one of the longer tenured coaches mm-hmm. on the Pittsburgh Steelers staff, a guy who was actually on the staff originally with Bill Cowher, and from there carried over to Mike Tomlin's staff as well. I'm talking about tight ends coach James Daniels, who announced his retirement from coaching yesterday, man. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> J.D. is what we call him, so I'm not going to keep saying James Daniels. I'm going to call him <laughs> J.D. because that's how I've known him for however long, what, six years now? Yeah. But the thing that was awesome about J.D., man, when you think about the players that he's coached, right, he doesn't get the same type of notoriety. He's not talked about in the same vein of your Dick LeBeau's, your Keith Butler's, as he pertains to being a linebacker's coach, the Johnny Mitchell's. I mean, you don't really hear about James Daniels. But when you think about the guys that J.D. coached, your Heath Millers, you know what his track record is, Jesse James, a guy that at the time, man, was a project piece, and he's went on to get, uh, you know, a a nice deal Mm -hmm. in Detroit and still be playing very well. Think about the countless extra old linemen who he's, you know, had to coach as well, your Zach Banners, but also your Kelvin Beachums, your Chris Hubbard. Absolutely. I mean, all of these other players who've had to come under him and, and learn from him. I mean, to me, just when you think about, their success when you think about those players and not only those players individually and their success but the team success that he's been a part of as well multiple times super bowl Mm -hmm. champion i mean to me this this is a very much underrated coach that's retiring and walking away from the game of football man but he he was an awesome guy man in terms of how he teach the game in terms of how he connected with his players and i always loved it because obviously as an outside linebacker you know, we see those guys all sure. the time. Sure, and, and obviously, Joey Porter was our coach. And you can already imagine how Joey Porter is as a coach. <laughs> Very much like how Joey Porter was as a player. Fiery, trash talking, always in your face, a rah-rah type of guy. And James Daniels, a.k.a. J.D., was the exact opposite. Smooth, criminal, old-school player. Had his socks pulled up, a little hat on, and not saying anything. But every once in a while, PZ would just keep poking at him, poking at him, poking at him. And every once in a while, J.D. would just drop something to you like, whoa. All right, now, PZ, better be careful. There's there's the fire. That that man don't sound like he playing. He he hasn't lived this long by being a chump. That's all I'm saying, baby. But, man, with J.D., he was always that type of guy. And and for me, man, I was just glad that I got the opportunity to be around him, to interact with him, and learn from him throughout my career. Yeah, no, just a guy who has been a part of the Steelers organization for for so long. Um, Think of all the different coordinators and coaches he's worked under, right? I mean, he came here. Uh, with Bill Cower as the head coach, and obviously through the Mike Tomlin tenure here, uh, when he first got to Pittsburgh, Motsi Ken Wisenhunt, he he took Ken Wisenhunt's yeah. job. So Ken Wisenhunt was the tight ends coach. He was promoted to offensive coordinator. Then JD took that position. So think about all the different coordinators he's worked with too, from um, from Ken Wisenhunt to Bruce Arians to Todd Haley to Randy Feetner. Well, and, and think about this: not only that, 
but think about how hard it is to to just survive the crossover, right? And we know, especially when it pertains to professional sports, if you are a part of a couple losing seasons or a couple mediocre seasons, you get got. I mean, think about the moves we're talking about that have already been made on a twelve and uh, what twelve and five team this year. That is realistic. So the fact that he was able to survive all of that for, what, 17 years in the organization. 17 years. Four different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches. It's it's very impressive. It is. And and you know this better than I do, Motsi. You're right. A lot of times in the NFL – when there's changes, there's sweeping changes. Yes. It doesn't matter. It's just you Right, you, wrong, or indifferent, clean, right? We say that all the time. You clean house and, and you you get new voices, new vision, new bodies in there. This guy, J D, has been has been so respected, so revered, so appreciated. Um, like I said, four different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches, two time Super Bowl champion, three appearances. Um from Heath Miller through Eric Ebron, he, I mean, he has coached some talents. Started with and, the, and very different style tight ends. I mean, Vance they, McDonald. Think and about Jesse the guy. I'm gonna say, think about the yeah. guys you just named right there. We went from Jesse James to Eric Ebron to Vance McDonald. Could that trio be any different? No. Like, wow, Pass any more different? Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, guys like Heath, who were obviously first round pedigree picks, but. He, I mean, just you, took their game to the next level. Think about your your, your space. Yeah. Your David Johnsons. Yeah. Your 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 Will Johnsons. Guys that were more of the developmental pieces. Guys that were more specialized in other areas. Not necessarily receiving threats, but utilizing them to be premier blockers in this league. I mean, especially when you talk about this division and some of the DNs that they were facing four three mm-hmm. bigger body sack specialists, mm-hmm. and we would be able to hold up with these tight ends. Because of JD's teaching, literally, when I talk about being across from him, being able to see some of these things, every time we would play the Cincinnati Bengals, every time we would play the Cleveland Browns, every time we would play a 4 3 team with prominent edge rushers, you would see JD highlighting this matchup. You would see JD staying after with his group, putting in the time, putting in the work, communicating with them how they can use their length in certain aspects to help them. I mean, he was very, very detail-oriented in terms of how he taught the game. We talk about, like, when when it comes to position coaches, some are are able to give you – the 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 communication from a player's perspective, right? Just the, man, well, I would have done this and this and this, but it's not really teaching from a detail standpoint of, hey, man, you got to get your foot here. You want to go quarter inch here. You want hand placement here. Mm-hmm. It's more so just, man, I'm trying to take this guy up field as fast as I can. I'm spinning inside. Right. Not a lot of detail. Whereas with JD, when he teaches, it's the detail of it. Listen, man, once that first step happens and you see this guy come out of his stance, this is the hand you want to stab right here. You want to stab it on this plate right here. Very specific in terms of how you would communicate with them. And you would hear him saying it over and over. And trust me, J.D. gets fired up now. J- <laughs> J.D., it, when we talk about how, 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 how long of a span he has for patience, I don't think his is too long. He, he had one of the shortest <laughs> shoes I've seen. But, but he, he, he's still going to do it in a, in a unique way. When he gets on his plays for whatever you know mistakes they have made <laughs> – He's not going to yell crazy loud, but some of the things that he would say, it's just like, God, J.D., where do you come up with this? I love it. I'm glad you're not talking to me like that. But then you would see the guys respond, though. Yeah. And that was the thing that I always I always admired about him. I don't care what type of coach you are in terms of are you a player's coach, are you a disciplinarian, are you a hard butt, like what are you? It doesn't matter. What matters to me is do the players respond to you 
Can the players relate to you? Mm-hmm. Can y'all be a cohesive unit? And under JD, all of his groups seem to be that way, man. Yeah. He is just a guy who, obviously, I didn't have any close personal experience with him like you did, but I was fortunate enough uh, to be on the sidelines in Latrobe for two different summers. And obviously, you know Arthur Boats, one of the biggest attractions at training camp in a normal, you know, uh-huh. non-pandemic uh-huh. setting uh-huh. is backs on backers. Hey, Kane, Kane, you got to have that. If there's no backs on backers, there wasn't a practice that day. And, you know, to to watch Keith Butler drilling his guys and J.D. <laughs> talking to his guys. I, I mean, J.D., if you're somebody who's spent a lot of time out in Latrobe, um, if you're somebody who's covered the team and has been fortunate enough to kind of, you know, get an up-close look, like I said, like I did in the summer of 18 and 19, and, and hopefully will this upcoming summer or at least, you know, again here soon. Oh, you said you go leave me again? Okay, when, we, cool. when we get back to the before times, Arthur Motes. When, when, you, you, know? when you were leaving me all the time. Yeah, that, that time. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, JD and Danny Smith were absolutely the two the two must-see attractions when it, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to watching guys coach on the sideline. They're, Danny they're just, Smith is one of a kind. You are absolutely got, right. Arthur Motes, they've got God. a pers- like they've got a persona when they walk around on the sidelines in Latrobe. Facts. Uh, really cool to watch this guy operate, and not just you know. Obviously, all that stuff that we just mentioned is great, but you got to have the success to hang around in a business as competitive as the NFL for that long. I mean, his success goes all the way back to Auburn, Motsi, where he started. Um, I'm looking here; he had four. He was the offensive lineman coached at, for 12 years. Uh, at Auburn, had four All-American linemen in 12 That's years. That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, Just a handful, all kinds that were all SEC. And then when he was with the Falcons before mm-hmm. he coached the Steelers, he was instrumental in the development of a guy, I don't know, you might have heard of him, Algie Crumpler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I might have heard of that yeah, guy once multiple, or twice. You multiple-time know. All-Pro at I the tight end position, oh. multiple-time Pro Bowler at the tight end position. Yeah, we talk about all the greatness that he coached in Pittsburgh and in Heath Miller and a lot of those other names. Also add Algie Crumpler, again, a multi-time All-Pro to that list. Motsi, he's been one of the best to do it in terms of uh, in terms of coaching tight ends for the last two decades plus. Um, and good for him. He's 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 approaching that age where I'm sure, you know, he uh, he wants to hit the clubhouse. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, man, he, he was on the back nine. Right, he was on the back he, nine. He finished up. He, he was like, you know what, we're, we're good. Time we're good. to hit the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, heck of a career. Two rings on his finger. Um, and, and like and, I said, we'll miss him here from my perspective, sure. I still feel he's underrated. That's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah. That nowhere near the the notoriety that he should be receiving when you think about the guys that we can name off that he's coached, the success that they've had. High-end players, for man. Sure. For sure. Not only high-end, but low-end players as well, man. So anytime you get to see that type of stuff, like I said, always want to give those guys their flowers where they can smell them. Absolutely. <sighs> It's a big loss. It is. It is. It is. It, more, and, uh, more decisions to be made this offseason. And I was going to say, that's the thing. So not only do you add that, you know, in terms of the tight end position oh, that you got to replace, but there's a lot more moving pieces now. But on the defensive side, got some other potential moving pieces. Obviously, at the defensive coordinator spot, reports have come out that the team is looking to extend Keith Butler. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to have to talk about that. But Power Grid, Megawatts, I want to hear from you guys. Oh, yeah. If you all think that it's a good idea to extend Keith Butler, let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good head. But I say, let us know if you if you want him extended, if you don't want him extended. But either way, let us know, baby. Let us know that, absolutely. Um, and Arthur Motes, we already, couple questions. Uh, G-Rob asking about this, Mav asking, and not as much asking. Yes. But saying, um... You know, thanks for everything you've done this year. We'll miss you guys. 
I think a lot of people think, and I I know a lot of our listeners roll, you know, from Punch and Wolf into Locker Room mm-hmm. and right into our show. Moats and I aren't going anywhere. We're not leaving. All right, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't get the extended off season like the old fogies. Yeah, we, we haven't reached that status <laughs> yet. Um, now, our schedule will be dialed back, but we're not going away. Uh, you'll have us Tuesday and Thursday still at high noon. So we appreciate, I appreciate some of you sending the nice tweets here and, and thanking us for for a great year. But, yeah, we're Jordan Belfort. We're not leaving. We're, we're taking a little step back. Like I said, we won't be on, uh, you know, every day as normal. But We, we didn't get kicked off. We just got Tues- censored. Tuesday no, and Thursday <laughs> at noon, we're, we're still rolling, baby. So we're not going anywhere. So, you know, don't don't go leaving us just yet. We still, you know, we need the electric. Uh, we need the electric factory. We need the megawatts and the power grid uh, to continue this offseason. Absolutely. Here, so there you have it. We're not leaving. We're still going to be going. Like I talked about already. Let us know your thoughts on Keith Butler Ooh. potentially getting that contract extension. If you love it, let us know. If you hate it, let us know. But either way, what we are going to do is go to break because I'm not losing money today. This is Euler and Motes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Remix! It's not Euler and Motes. It's Motes Host Friday, so that means it is Motes and Euler on SNR. You know, I'm a little disappointed. Um, I mean, you... I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like, I mean, I could, I could just take off, and you could do this. I, thing I like yourself. how you said I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I'm so proud of you. You're, <laughs> what? Your media, I mean, your media chops, Arthur Motes. You are. Just, I mean, three years ago when we started together, you were a superstar. But you're, oh, you're. I mean, you're an all pro, Hall of Fame caliber. Now you're, you're making me blush. But I, I am a little disappointed. Here that, we go. You know, you didn't ask me how I was doing at the start of the show because it's a, it's a rough day for me today, Arthur Motes. <sighs> See, this is the thing. I didn't want to hear how you felt until the one o'clock hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I wasn't going to allow you to put any negativity on my mid-morning, <laughs> afternoon time frame, you know. You had to get through lunch yes, first yes. before some of the sadness rolled a- in. Exactly. I mean, my, my, my food is still digesting inside my, my bosom. So let, let, let me enjoy that. Okay. Can, can I at least okay. get these last okay. 39 minutes okay, of positivity, please, okay, before you start to put that on me? I'm just, okay. it's a day of mourning. I, I know. I, it's, it's a very significant day in sports history. I mean, we, we know this. Very, <laughs> very, very significant. Do we tell them or do we tease it to the 1 o'clock hour? Well, I've seen it happen both ways in media. <laughs> one way is called burying the lead. Right, right. But the other one is called... Teasing to keep the listeners on the hook, make mm. them want to stay tuned until later on. Mm. All I'll say is this, Arthur Motes. You know, growing up, I had three favorite footballers, mm-hmm. and now they're all officially retired. And what I'll say is this as well. The most recent one, I love his last name. <laughs> because every time I would see that last name signed on a check of mine, Oh, it was always beautiful. Last name similar to uh, ah, a big name here in town. Ah, yeah, Arthur. Ah, I just let okay, okay. thirty seconds. Okay. Here. <laughs> I, grow, growing up, Arthur Motes, I had three favorite footballers: Joey Porter, uh huh, Troy Polamalu. Talk about it, and Wayne Rooney. Woo! 
And now with the news this morning that Wayne Rooney is retired, officially all three of my childhood football heroes have retired. <sighs> I'm officially getting old, Arthur Motes. I'm officially getting old. No, no, no. You're not old. You're just seasoned, man. <laughs> you're just really seasoned. I'm just seasoned like a nice you know, brisket. That, that's it. That's it. But the fact that we all got to witness his greatness on the pitch. Oh, that, there you go. You know, that, that, you that, 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 that to me speaks volumes. I'm just glad when we talk about some of these elite level players, these, these <laughs> Hall of Fame caliber, once in a generation caliber players, when we get to the phase where they start retiring and we're able to really be like, man, I remember watching this. I remember seeing World ben, Cups. I remember seeing this happen. Ben, ben Roethlisberger and, I love and, that. and Ben Roethlisberger and Sidney Crosby have been at the helm of my two favorite Pittsburgh sports franchises for over half my life. Just think about that, man. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Ben for 17 years, Sid for 16 years. I'm 29. You do the math. That's more than half of my life. We've been spoiled. No we, question, we, man. we have been spoiled, and uh, yeah, it's, it's always tough when you, you know, when you see your favorite legends uh, get to the end of the line, for sure. Without a doubt, man, but definitely got to give a big time tip of the cap to Mr. Wayne. Wayne Rooney. Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. He goes by the name of Wayne Rooney. I, I, could, like I could sing more, but that's, I like that's, it. Enough, I like that's it. enough for our SNR crowd. Hey, hey, I like it, though, man. <laughs> but, no, he's a legend, man. When it comes to sports, man, anybody that's a fan of just high-level athletes, man, very productive players, you respect his game. Sure. So, without a doubt, I, was, man. I saw Colin Coward tweeting about him No, this without morning. a doubt, I man. Like, I was like, no, all right. Well, I mean, literally, it, it was leading off on ESPN as well, man. It, Trust me, certain players, like I said, they they transcend they they transcend the sport that they played in. We talked about Kobe Brown when he yeah. passed, right? God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But we saw how he transcended Tiger just Woods. basketball, right? He's bigger than that. Yep. Absolutely, man. Tom Brady, bigger than just football. Obviously, LeBron James, bigger than just mm-hmm. basketball. Michael Jordan and so Tiger Woods, and yeah, pl- plenty of people. You know, when, when we really get a chance to to just admire and just sit back and say, man, we got to look at this player and that player and mm-hmm. witness these guys. It is awesome. But you know somebody else who's had a chance to sit back and Tell witness just a crazy amount of talented players come through their, you know, coaching lineage. Different players in terms of position coaches or, or positions where as linebackers or as a whole as a defense when this person became the defensive coordinator. But the person I'm talking about is Keith Butler. He's seen a lot of guys come through, man. Obviously, I'm a guy who's Played under him. Some of the other bigger name guys, James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, Lawrence Timmons, Ryan Shazier, to name a few. Obviously, his contract was coming to an end. Very similar to Randy Feekner, Sean Surrett, and Tom Bradley, who yesterday they uh the NFL, or excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers announced that they would not be re-signing those guys. Right. They did say that they will be re-signing Keith Butler, though, to remain as the defensive coordinator. Now, he was another person that throughout the season was kind of a lightning rod as well, right? Very similar to Randy Feekner. People would question his worth. Was he really the D.C. or was it Coach Tomlin? What is his impact? What does he bring to the table? So to see that he's getting this extension, that's what really made me want to ask that question, not only to the the power grid, but to you as well, man. Do you think this is the right move? Because just yesterday, reports that came out that Terrell Austin, who was the assistant defensive coach slash secondary coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. had an interview with the Tennessee Titans this year mm-hmm. for their defensive coordinator position. I think yesterday, right? Yes, it would have been yesterday. So he interviewed yesterday with the Titans for their defensive coordinator position. So we have hmm. at least one person on the staff who is a candidate 
outside of Pittsburgh, sure, sure. which is significant, right? Because we talked about that being one of the big criticisms with our coaching staff. We don't have a lot of coaches that get opportunities to 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 move up in right. terms of coordinator, head coach. It hasn't been the, the we haven't seen a lot of that. Andy Reid type, right? Your the, the McVay, coached. yeah, we haven't yeah. seen that. So to see Terrell Austin getting that opportunity, it made me wonder, man, how do people feel about Keith Butler being the guy that's about to be extended here? when you could potentially be losing this guy right here right. to another team, an AFC team on top of that. So I guess I'll just start with you. I mean, Wes, like, what, what did you think about that, man? Well, you know what, Arthur Motes, if you would have asked me this about 24 hours ago, um, before you kind of laid down the gospel of Keith Butler on the show yesterday, <laughs> as I'm, as I'm going to call it from here going forward, uh, and the gospel of Keith Butler is this. Man, that guy is incredibly important to to the development of the linebackers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As you laid out, look at the names. Uh, crazy, right? Look at <laughs> crazy. Porter and Harrison and Timmons and Watt and Dupree and Worlds and Motes. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of dudes as well, too. He has done oh, a Heismith. high like he and, came in and, and play well as a young guy. That's kind of where I'm going next, too, with with what you've shared with us. Um, from your own personal experience and a lot of what you hear from people close to the organization, we all know the the imprint that Mike Tomlin has on that defense, right? It's not um, Mike Tomlin is Sean McVay or Andy Reid and runs the offense and somebody else runs the defense. We know that that's, that's Mike Tomlin's baby. You know, the, 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 the that's his thing. That's yes. his thing, the defensive side of the football. So when I combine that, knowing – that regardless of who the D.C. is, Mike Tomlin is going to be the number one voice in that regard. When I combine that with everything that we know about Keith Butler and his ability to develop linebackers, and when I consider that, one, they're going to most likely have to do that with Alex Highsmith this upcoming season, how important that relationship could be. And in a hurry. And in a hurry. And two, I mean, let's be honest here. You and I have laid out, we think there's some other priorities, particularly on the offensive side of the football, in the upcoming draft. But but the Steelers are they're going to need more at that edge linebacker position Without too. A doubt they are. Like you can't just go into the year uh, with Highsmith and TJ and and, and maybe just right, like Ola or Cassius Marsh behind them. I have a feeling that they're going to add to that group in the draft once again. I mean, heck, they do almost every single draft. Listen, man, <laughs> that, the, the Steelers going to draft linebackers. That's what the Steelers Death, do. Taxes Steelers taking linebackers in the first three rounds. <laughs> that's mandatory. It does not. I, I, listen. I've never seen this in my life. I said I signed my Texas contract extension. Linebacker in the first three. I rounds. signed my contract extension. We took a linebacker at fourteen. I said, "Boy, what is this?" The year prior, I, the year before that, I, I signed here. They took a linebacker sixteen overall. Ryan Shades. I said, "God, dog, you just back to back." So we doing here? Like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? So when I when I consider the role that Mike Tomlin has with the defense, combined with the development of Alex Highsmith and good chance of a name to be determined in the mm-hmm. next couple months. Uh, I I think as long as Mike Tomlin's here, Keith Butler should be here. Well, and see, I do agree with that sentiment, but this is my rebuttal to that. How long do you think Coach Tomlin remains here? Hmm. Because I'm starting to get the feel just based on how all of these guys have switched their contract lengths, right? We've seen Coach Thomas switch to, what, the year-to-year, to every two-year style contracts. We've seen Kevin Colbert switch to the similar style contracts. Keith Butler, even with them saying they're going to extend him, they said his is going to shift to that. 
and it looks like everyone is aligning around mm. Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So now that makes me wonder <laughs> if that is the case, but this is a three-year window, <laughs> does it make sense to allow somebody like a Terrell Austin, if you fancy him as— This is kind of the same uh, conversation right. we had with the GMs yesterday. A- absolutely. If you fancy Terrell Austin as the guy that you would want to be the D.C. going forward hmm. for the long term, hmm. is that a guy that you would allow to leave— for a three-year window with Keith Butler as your guy, hmm. because to me that that that's a lot. That that's a lot of moving pieces. And let's be real, <laughs> the the further we get into this one to three-year window, the less likely this team is going to be contender. It's going to be more so towards rebuilding. Because obviously the quarterback situation, right? We talked about how Ben is getting older. His play is starting to decline. It's just a different direction. So if it's year one, year two, year three of right, that, right. what does this team look like then compared to, you know, how it could be in the alternative? So sure. to me, I mean, that, that it's, a, it's not just as simple of, hmm. well, they're connected, you know, Keith Butler and, and Mike that's Tomlin. A good, that's a good point. Yeah. That, that's a good point. There, there is a lot of that same kind of uh, conversation that we've had as it relates to uh, to the Steelers' general manager conversation as well, too. And, I just and, and I do want to say that I'm not— there. That was redundant. Yeah, and I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, Terrell Austin right, should right be the wrong. guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm just simply just bringing it up because he did get interviewed for a head— I mean, for a D.C. He job, he did. which is big. I mean, you're not just—you don't just take defensive coordinator interview jobs. That doesn't just happen. Teams aren't wasting their time just to, to check just to a bring, box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we, we talked about how sometimes with the Rooney rule, from a head coaching standpoint, that was the case at times. But when you're talking about the coordinator and position coach interviews, yeah, they've got their short they, list. They, they don't have they, time for yeah. all that. Yeah. So those guys that get interviewed for that, they are significant candidates. So knowing that you have one of those candidates on your staff, hmm. That's the biggest reason why, to me, I'm like, this This raises a little bit more attention to me. No, it certainly does. And it's a division foe. It, it's an AFC team. It certainly does. It's not um, NFC. This is a team that you're going to see. Man, it's a lot to think about and ponder. I, I will, though, Motes, go back to, we kind of talked about this yesterday a little bit as well. The Steelers, now, this this mindset has started to shift a little bit over the last two years, clearly. Um, more active in free agency with guys like Ebron and Steven Nelson, uh, trading up to get Devin Bush, trading your first-round draft pick to get Minka Fitzpatrick. The Steelers have deviated from a lot of what we think is the quote-unquote traditional Steelers thinking, the Steeler way, in terms of how to conduct your franchise, how to build a roster, all that stuff. One thing that we know about the Steeler way, Arthur Motes, is that you're never looking towards the future. It's always about winning and contending right now. Correct. So that's where it comes down for me, right? Mm. Are we starting to change that philosophy a little bit? Well, I do think that that philosophy has changed. Does the departure of Randy Feekner add to that philosophy a little bit? I think that does because typically we would have never seen a Randy Feekner type. Not just Randy Feekner in general, but just a type of coach like him, the tenure, the relationships. We wouldn't have seen that type of movement him just to be allowed to walk exactly yeah. that that wouldn't have happened you would have right. saw you you might would have saw the assistants or oh, right. a, a Surrett or you might they might would have got with the assistant to the assistant office line coach Andre right. uh, Adrian King right. Right. they, they could have done that as well but they didn't so that's why to me I'm like between the 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 Minka trade 
mm-hmm. between the moving up for Devin Bush, the Steven things that Nelson, you listed, hearing Eric these Ebron. things, I do feel like they are starting to adjust hmm. because – Let's be real. I mean, you have to evolve, right? You either evolve or you do what? You perish. Arthur Motes, you know one of my favorite movie quotes is Brad Pitt as Billy Bean <laughs> talking to the scouts of the Oakland Athletics who were saying to him, you're, you're, you're crapping on what we've done in baseball for decades, Billy. What is this? Brad Pitt puts his arms up and shrugs and goes, adapt or die. It's that simple, man. It, it, it really is that simple. And you know what? I'm going to completely kind of chase a shiny silver object here. I like when you I, chase I, silver I, objects that I, are shiny. I think you'll appreciate this. You know what is a great lesson in that that we just saw play out? What's up? Nick Saban in Alabama. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Arthur Motes, when Nick Saban got to Alabama 12 years ago, mm-hmm. he spent all his time recruiting defensive linemen and linebackers and defensive backs, and they won with defense. And they had the occasional Julio Jones and the occasional Amari Cooper but they won with defense. Three years ago, Nick Saban, he's, he's publicly stated this, saw where college football was going. He saw how teams like Clemson and yep. how teams like LSU were putting up 40-some points a game, and Nick Saban admitted to himself, I'm a defensive guy. That's where my passion is. That's how I've cut my teeth in football. That's how I've had all this success. But if I want to keep winning at Alabama like we have, those guys. I need to spend more time recruiting um, – the the Henry Ruggs and the Jerry Judys and the Devonta Smiths and the mm-hmm. Najee Harris's than I do the Minkas or the Jonathan Allens or you the, know or the Dante Hightower the Dante right, Hightowers right. or just as I need to spend just as much time on offense yes. as I do on defense. If Nick Saban, a guy who has seven bleeping national championships, nice and shiny, all the success in the world, Arthur Motes. That guy is never going to get questioned by anybody. He could dig his heels in. He could be stubborn. He could say, I've done it this way my whole life. Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, and I'm not changing. And nobody would knock him for it. Mm -hmm. But instead, Nick Saban completely flipped his philosophy and said it's not about being able to hold teams to 20-some points a game anymore. It's about being able to score 40-plus in college football. And, and look at what they did. They're right back on top of the mountain, arguably with the greatest offense we've ever seen in college football history. Seriously. I mean, statistically, it did show that. And then, obviously, the performance in the national championship game reflected that as well. So if Nick Saban can have a change in philosophy in the face of all the success that he's had, seven national championships in college football, six of them in the last 12 years. That's the crazy part. Six and 12. And there's no excuse for anybody in sports or in any walk of life. I don't care if it's in your business practices, whatever. That phrase, because it's the way we've always done things, Mm -hmm. is dangerous. And, man, I think what you just saw from Alabama and Nick Saban, that transformation, that shift that they've had in the last two, three years, is a perfect example of that, Motsi. You've got to adapt or die. And I, I think you're right. The proof is in the pudding. We've seen the Steelers a change in philosophy from what we traditionally believed were a lot of their principles, a lot of their standards over the last couple years. And no, it wouldn't, sh- wouldn't shock me if that continued. In fact, I could even argue that I'd be encouraged if that continued. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right, man. 100% right. Whew. It's going to be interesting, baby. It is. It is it's, gosh, man. I, I like when we get these type of conversations because they have so many layers to them. It's so many layers, man. They do. They do. And uh, and we got a bunch of tweets rolling in here that we can get to uh, on, so, the, yeah, on we'll, the other side here. We'll definitely get to those, man. But on the other side, what we do have to talk about, man. Ooh. Wide receiver and some comments they were making about another opponent that we lost to. We'll get to that on the other side of this thing, baby. As you already know, this is Motsin Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, please stop, baby. Please stop. This is Motes and Euler inside the electric factory. Obviously, you know the power grid of the megawatts. Shout out to y'all, man. The tweets have been coming in. We're definitely going to read those in a second. And for those that haven't got those tweets in, we're just asking about Keith Butler. If you think it's a good decision to bring him back or not. Either way, tweet us and let us know. At TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hand. But the song that was just played, <laughs> Stop in the Name of Love. I mean, it's a great song. I love that song. Shout it out is. to the Supremes. An you amazing group, man. Break my heart. But that song I had to direct to our rookie wide receiver, Chase Claypool. Yeah. Once again, he was in the headlines. Yeah. Once again, he was in the headlines for comments he made as it pertained to the Browns. Mm. And once again, it just was not a good look. No, it was not. So yesterday, another interview where he's just, you know, talking was released through uh, DAZN, just another social media company and things like yeah, they've that. Been, they've been coming up big they in, have. The, in the media company. But they've been really good with some of the fights and stuff, man. They had a Canelo big deal, the fight game. and, and yeah. that locked them into some I things, think, man. I um, think they broadcast Pat McAfee's show yes, they do. live, like yeah. the video portion Correct. of Pat McAfee's show. They're on the up and come. Yes, yeah. indeed. But um, doing a segment, Chase Claypool is talking, and he's speaking on the Browns, and obviously – we already know about the part where, oh, it's a bad loss, but the Browns are going to get clapped. We heard that already. But then he goes on, and now he's talking, and he says, I think if the Browns had one with more class, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have been so salty about it. But them mocking Juju during the game and after the game, it just didn't sit right with me. They were just super classless against Juju, toward Juju. What they were saying on the field towards him at the end of the game I'm not going to have respect for a team that doesn't have respect for us. They can enjoy the win and another week of football, but they'll be on the couch right next to me next week, so it's all good. <sighs> couple of things. Why here. is it always all good? <laughs> it, it, it can't be all good after you just expressed all of that. No, it can't. But I guess my biggest thing is this, and, and you know we don't even like to do this. No, we don't. And but, we and we are fans of Chase Claypool. Let's, and, and let's we put are. that out there right away. But And we're fans of athletes who don't give cookie-cutter answers to we, everything we don't want as well, cutter, too. But to, to say all of this after you've been beaten, handedly, it wasn't like it was some fluky Hail Mary. It wasn't, you know, they went out here and, and everything just worked out and y'all played your best, they played their best. No, no, no. At times of, and during this game, they absolutely dominated you guys. And, and that was the biggest reason why we were all frustrated. But yet, you still continue to talk negatively about the team that beat you guys. It just it's it sounds like like you're being such a sore loser Abs- with a lot and, of this and, stuff. Man. And you don't have to like to lose. I hate to lose, obviously. But there's a difference between me, you know, making a fool of myself and my organization, <laughs> and, and me accepting defeat. It, it, they're, they're two different things. You don't have to be okay with losing. You can use this as fuel. You can use this as motivation, and I hope you do. But when you continually speak on a team that beat you, how can you con- – Twice in seven days, by the way. Chris Brown. We know Chris Brown, right? Legendary singer, does his thing. Young boy, just turned 16, and I got – He had a quote. He had a quote. He says, 
how can you hate from outside the club when you can't even get in? <laughs> and I just want to ask my man Chase Claypool, hey, hey Chase Claypool, hey big fella, how can you hate from outside the playoffs when you're no longer in the playoffs right now, man? I, I l- listen, we love you here. We want to keep we loving do, you and here. We think you're going to be a superstar. But you got to understand the situation that you're in yeah, right just now. Just read the room. Think, think about this. You might not know the full history, but there have been two receivers that have come before you <laughs> that we loved. And that plays into this too, for sure. And, and then it kind of turned a little bit. And, and for some people, they're not welcome back. And for others, it's questionable in terms of how much they like them or not. Just understand. Just which, read the room. That's the path right now that you're, that you're yeah. kind of in. And you don't want to be there right now because the difference no. between those two guys and you is they have four years or more of high-level productivity. Whereas you, you've had one year so far. But we need consistency. We need to see a lot more. So just understand that. In the words of my man, Wes, read the room, baby. This The, the Steelers have been, for, for two, three years now, we've talked about this at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Too noisy. Being too noisy. and again, Kardashian, right? That was a quote. Kardashian. Somebody did say that. Again, I love, the, I love the refreshing nature of, even though a lot of times, you know what, Moats and I, to be fair, we've pointed this out about Baker Mayfield too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to know, like, like we like how Baker Mayfield doesn't go to press conferences and give cookie-cutter right. answers. He but, speaks what he really feels. But there's feels. a difference between speaking how you really feel and sometimes just taking one on the chin and yes. reading the room and realizing that in the moment – you just sound like the saltiest spoon. You and just sound say, like you're making excuses for losing. And we did say that Baker has started to improve with that a little bit more. Obviously, Clay's, uh, Chase Claypool is a lot younger. And even after the fact, right, once the big out, uh, I guess the, the 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 backlash that Chase received, then he went out and tweeted that, oh, this is an old interview. I don't care how old it was. It couldn't have been that old because the game was just what? Six days ago or five mm-hmm. days ago. It's Friday right now. Mm-hmm. Either way, you knew you weren't supposed to say certain things like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest part. I don't care when it came out. Every time we talk on a mic, every time we send a tweet out, we have to do it with the assumption that it's going to be released whenever. And you better make sure that you are very clear in what you are saying. So that way it can't be twisted and turned in any way. Hopefully he learns from this, though, man. Yeah. Hopefully he learns. And 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 I think, too, Motes, like you and I have discussed this with head coaches in, in kind of a similar type of vein where if you are the team who won the game, it's okay if your coach throws some shade at the referees after the game. Correct. Because you won. You earned that. But when you do it after a loss, again, it just makes it sound like you're a sore loser and you're a salty spoon. Basically. If the Steelers had taken care of business and beaten the Browns, and then Chase Claypool comes yes. out right and says that those guys were classless, those guys were disrespectful. And that's why they got clapped. And that's why they got clapped. Oh, okay, whatever. But again, when you lose and you come out and talk bad about the officiating or you say your opponents are classless or they're dirty or whatever, again, it's it's just not a good look. We, we can all agree on that. Arthur Motes and I are not the... There's a lot of media people that do this, Motsi, and they drive me crazy. And and I f- I think we've seen some of this with Baker Mayfield. I think we saw this at times before this year with the with with Juju. There's a lot of media members who crush guys for giving cliche cookie cutter answers. Uh-huh. And then as soon as the guy says what's really on their they mind, crush him for that. They'll crush yep. him for that. But that's not what we're doing here. Not at all. That's not the same as continuing to talk after a loss. There's keeping that same energy, which Moats and I are a fan of, 
And then there's just knowing when you have to be quiet for a little bit and take one on the chin. Mozi, this is one of those latter examples. Without a doubt, man. It's I just, guess it, and, and again, this isn't Chase Claypool's fault, but in the face of everything from AB to Lev to some of the juju stuff, we're just hypersensitive to it, and the NFL media and fans as at a large whole. are yeah. hypersensitive to this stuff coming out of Pittsburgh. Too. Absolutely, man. I guess I just hope that he learns from the scenario, understands it, and then from there, we don't see it again. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. But the the, the biggest problem was the fact that it's multiple times now. Mm-hmm. First one, you get a pass. After that, man, it's like, come on, F- find a new issue, F- mm-hmm. F- find a new problem. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but. Enough for that. I, I, can I get to a new topic? Can, can we go? It, you can. Can we get to these tweets? We got any Keith Butler tweets? We got some Keith Butler tweets. I, I want some refreshing. Can, we can got, we, yeah, we, let, let's refresh. We got plenty. Let's do that. Uh, Ryan says, I'm cool with keeping Keith Butler. Um, it, it seems right on defense, we don't favor players as they slow down and hit the end of their career. So if our new defensive backs coach can keep our backfield safe, I feel completely uh, satisfied with Keith Butler returning. I get what he's saying. I think yeah. Ryan is saying that, you know, the Steelers have, have done a good job always of reloading and retooling instead of having to completely rebuild. You know, if you can continue to do that in the face of, yeah, I mean, you know, Joe Hayden and Steve Nelson, we think they're both very effective, but they're getting a little bit, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're not J.J. Watt or T.J. Watt right. finishing up the well, first, and, you know, and, first uh, rookie contract. Yes, and, and obviously anytime we start talking about the veterans like that. Right. The, the, the big question becomes less about ability, more so is the productivity worth the payment. That's that's what really the question becomes. Because exactly. like, if those guys are paid way less, we're not even discussing that because they still give you the best chance. Mm-hmm. But when you factor in money, salary cap league, game changer. What Juju been hating Akura for? Shout out. I like. I love that name. I just love that. <laughs> Says, uh, I love Keith Butler returning. Yeah, there's been some big scoring performances against his defense defenses over the years but I wonder how much of that is poor execution uh but you don't get the numbers that he's put up on defense with him being a slouch you're absolutely right and you look at the consistency in terms of those numbers how number one they've continued to improve since he took over in 2015 but also how they I mean the the sustained success and just across the board how okay turnovers increased tackles for loss increased all right rushing defense increased scoring defense increased This increase, I mean, you you could just see them continuing to grow and becoming one of the premier units in the NFL under him. Uh, Steeler Bomb points out how with all the changes with the offense, uh, you got to lock up Keith Butler and keep the defense together going into next year. That's that's a good point. There's already a lot of moving parts, as we've discussed. Well, and I think when you're talking about that whole are you are you going to remain in win now mode, which would be keeping the band together, right? Bringing back, um, excuse me, bringing back Big Ben, bringing back the majority of the guys, keeping the staffs right. If you're going to take that approach, then sure, I I, I think that yeah, you would want to keep Keith Butler there because you got that continuity. If you wanted to go the different route, then I think obviously you would you wouldn't retain him. You would go the approach that you took with Randy Feekner in terms of right. just saying, hey, we're going to find somebody new, whether that's in-house or outsourcing it. But you're right. I, I don't think that they want to blow this defense up right now because they have a lot of their young premier talent on that side of the ball. Uh, Jeff here says, thank goodness you boys will only be in a brownout going forward and not a complete blackout for <laughs> megawatts. Yeah, if you miss it at the at the, uh, the top of the show, Moats and I aren't going anywhere. I know a, we're a lot not of- even- 
a lot of people think that because this is the last day of Tunch and Wolf till they uh, take off for the off season. But you know, we, we, our our jobs aren't that cushy yet. You know, um, so we get a little reprieve. But we'll still be with you Tuesday, Thursday uh, for the foreseeable future. Here, we won't be doing that all the way through July or August. But we're not going anywhere for the time being. You'll still have us on Tuesdays and Thursdays at high noon. Uh, G Rob says, uh, like Arthur Motes said this week, knowing Coach Tomlin has a big hand in the defense and looking specifically at the plays of the individuals that Coach Butler works with, uh, their performance seems to be enough to renew his contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got some more questions here, Motsi, about um, going forward in the season and stuff like that, but I think we can get to those in the second hour. That'll do it for the uh, the Keith Butler-specific tweets. I like it. I like it. Well, shout out to, to, to the Megawatts and the Power Grid oh, for yeah. that participation right there. But when we come back, we had another coach getting interviewed mm. for a coordinator position. That we did. And we're going to have to talk about it, baby. This is Motsi and Eula on SNR. Steeler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Super. Uh-huh. Ahead of uh-huh. Super Divisional Round Weekend. Ooh, I like you know, we're coining that, Motsi. We're keeping it going. Well, that's good. All the way all the way up until the Super Super Bowl. I like it. That's good. That's good. It's Motsi and Euler. Hour number two. As we're inside the Electric Factor. And shout out to the Megawatts. All the participation that y'all mm-hmm. are giving today. Yeah, we got more tweets yes, rolling indeed, in, Yes, indeed, man. We'll keep get to those keep as the we tweets coming. And then also, um, I didn't talk about this in the first segment, but... We still gonna, you know, get that paper in the second, you know, oh, you at know the it. end of the show. So make sure you get your score predictions in for this weekend's matchups do as we, well. Do we want to do score I, I, predictions or do you want just four actually, win- actually, four winners? Just four winners. No Tweet, score yeah. predictions. Give it tweet your, your four, four winners, winners from the divisional matches this week. So yeah. Ravens, Bills, now Browns, Chiefs, Bucks, Saints, Rams, Packers. Tweet us the four winners of those, you know, games. We're gonna read those off in the last segment as well. All right. Real quick and, for you. Uh-huh. Aside from Buffalo, Baltimore. Yes. If you could only watch one other game this weekend, which one would it be? Uh, I'd probably go Buck Saints. I think I'm with you on that. I, I thought they about Chiefs Browns. They put that one on the Browns. History Channel. You know, we had a game on Nickelodeon last week. They're going to put would be cool, though, right? the two 97-year-old uh, hey, quarterbacks I, I, on I'm the History Channel. I'm not opposed to it. They, listen, this is perfect for the NFL. They literally have everybody oh. they want. They got Brady. They got Breeze. They got Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay? They got Mahomes. Cool. Then you got your Lamar Jacksons, your Josh Allens, and your Baker Mayfields. You got the intrigue of the Cleveland Browns. That was a that yes. was a win win for yes. the NFL, regardless, because you were either yep. getting the Steelers and that brand name, uh-huh. or you were getting the intrigue of oh holy crap, yep. Cleveland hasn't been here in since Nom. And then for the Rams, <laughs> you got the Aaron Donald conversation. Oh yeah. So when you talk about the story, this is like perfect scenario for these guys. The only I, I think for them, they might if Aaron Donald. They would have flipped between him and Russell Wilson. Right. But either way, they right. were going to be winning with these matchups, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good, another good weekend of ball, man. Me too. Another good weekend of ball. I have already told Wifey I'm going to be glued to the television this yep. weekend. Just glued, baby. See, for me, I'm going to be glued to the television except the start of, I think, one game. And that's because 
my basketball season starts this weekend. Oh, nice. Let's first, go. First game tonight. Got a game tomorrow. Let's go. Oh, doubleheader action. Yeah, but it just so happens it's Saturday. You I know, like conflicts with the game. So I'm like, all right, we're going to miss a little bit of it. But after that, I'll be glued to that TV, so I'll be right there with you, I think I'm. I think I'm going to do some some uh, either either some pulled pork or some ribs. I think I'm going to do some smoking on Sunday, Mozi. See, I smoked last week. I did the uh, beef tri-tip. Oh, so gosh. good. So good. A smoked it. beef tri-tip is so underrated. Smoke reverse steer. Uh, excuse I'm, me, reverse sear yeah. it. Oh, I man. might just do some. I it's might beautiful. just do some classic pulled pork. It's been a little while since I've done that. Have wifey yeah. make the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Mozi. L- listen mm-hmm. to this. Listen to this spread on Sunday. Oh, talk to me now. Uh, biggest game of the season in the year for soccer. Right. First place versus second place, uh-huh. Manchester United versus Liverpool. Okay. 11.30 Sunday. So you know that's going to be where my yeah, day starts. Yep, yep. Arthur Motes, the game is at Anfield in Liverpool. Okay, okay. Liverpool has not lost there at home since 2018. All right. So Manchester United have a chance to break that streak. It's big then. At it's noon, big. the Pens play the Capitals. I like it. And then three o'clock, the playoff game starts. Oh, we locked in. We got so action. So Sunday is going to be a good day. I we might have to. I might have to throw action. down on the trigger on Sunday. We got big time action. And speaking of big time action, we also have big time action with the Steelers coaching staff in terms of different coaches getting opportunities to interview for coordinator positions. We already talked about Terrell Austin getting an interview for the Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator position. Matt Canada Mm. also has interviewed with the Miami Dolphins Mm. for their offensive coordinator position. And the thing that's intriguing about this is because he's still under contract, the Steelers had to allow him and grant him permission to take that interview. Now, That's how Arthur Motes and I work, by the way. Absolutely. I mean, if any of if either of us ever wants to interview for another job, the it, other it, one has to get simple. permission first. And, and I vote no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight yeah. vetoing that. I, I, I'm, I'm just vetoing. I'm just I letting mean, you know. Some some uh you know some big wig, some VP from yeah. the NFL Network keeps blowing up my phone every day. But uh, can yeah. I interview Arthur Motes? I just keep telling nope. him no. He's nope. under contract. Sorry. Nope, under contract. He's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna play out his contract. He's loyal. <laughs> but Matt Canada, um, the reason why this is interesting and, and intriguing is because, number one, the Steelers just said yesterday or two days ago that they were not going to re- re-sign hmm. current or former offensive coordinator Randy Feekner. So that lets you know that there is an opening right now for the Steelers offensive coordinator position. But the fact that they allowed Matt Canada to interview, it makes me wonder, do they view Matt Canada as – a guy that they would want to be the offensive coordinator? Or was it a case where they wanted him to, you know, be the OC, but Mm. he views that Dolphins job as being a little bit more appealing? Because if you really break down the two jobs, that's a whole other conversation as well when you're looking at one organization with a group that has a franchise quarterback, but we're looking towards the back end of this thing, right? Maybe a three-year window at best compared to the alternative where you got the Miami Dolphins who just completed their rebuild. They have their quarterback. They even could potentially trade that guy away for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they have the third overall pick Absolutely. thanks to the Houston Texans in the draft so, as well. So if you're Matt Canada, you could be looking at that job and, and getting extremely excited because of the longevity that could be associated with it along with any success you have there is going to be viewed as you did it, not – that's the Steeler way. Not it's because of this quarterback. So for Matt Canada, it, mm. it, like I said, it, it's a lot for him to even consider. But I was really surprised to see the Steelers allow him to take that interview, knowing that they already had a hole in house right in that exact same spot. 
it's similar to the Kevin Colbert conversation in this regard. Um, you can say it's similar to the Keith Butler situation the as well. Butler. You know what? These things are, are these things are cyclical, Arthur Mutz. They happen in cycles here. Um, two things that I that I think of here. One to stick with that first is maybe with with the with the Steelers giving Matt Canada permission. Maybe they're not considering him for the OC role. Maybe that alludes to what we've been talking about. They're looking to go outside of the organization, mm-hmm. a new vision, a new voice. Which, Somebody, like you said, that does go to what we've been hitting at and something that we both said we weren't opposed right. to either. I right. do think – It's not the traditional standard, but right. we're not opposed to it either. And, and I will say this. I do think now that we've heard Matt Canada get an interview for offense coordinator position, his value has definitely went up for sure. in terms of Steeler Nation's for perspective. Sure. For sure. Because prior to that, the conversation was what? I mean, he could be a good OC, but we haven't seen him. And they, had, the conversation I mean, he, was right. They they brought him like, in to add some right. wrinkles and to to work with Mason. And it was like, know? I mean, he did it collegially. It was cool at Pitt, but it's I mean, Pitt isn't like a a, a Clemson or an Alabama, Alabama, right? Yeah. So so it's still gonna be viewed a little bit differently. So I don't think that people really viewed him as the heir apparent, but to see him get an opportunity to interview for a I mean, realistically, that Dolphins OC job is going to be a premier job, realistically. I mean, that's what I, they are. I think so. They have they already have a receiver down there in Devontae Parker. They obviously have uh, Mike Gusecki at tight end, who's been very productive. They've done a good job Decent of from the offensive line. line. Obviously, they have Tua. Yep. You still got Ryan Fitzpatrick as your band-aid. And like I said, the third, and the third overall, overall pick. pick. Devonta it, Smith, come on. Devonta like, like, Adams. What, what's no, 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 no. Uh, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yes. Devontae Adams is yes. Packers. Yeah, I'm getting so, confused. Think like, is Devontae Smith, Devontae Parker, Devontae Adams? I'm over here like. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, but it's a lot. I mean, like when you look at what they could potentially do, and their defense was already a top defense in the league this year. Xavier Howe, we talked I mean. about him, led the league in interceptions. He was a beast all year long. That is, I mean, that's going to be a that's, that not not going to be that is a premier if, job. If, they should have been in the playoffs this year. Motes, if I'm Matt Canada, and it comes down to that Steelers or Dolphins decision, like. Don't crucify me for this, but I'm going Miami. Um, everything that you just laid out. Can I tell you the truth? Younger I team. Second that emotion. <laughs> younger team, okay? Uh, let's look in the scope of the division, too. Yes, we think the Buffalo Bills aren't going anywhere for a while, but the Jets and the Patriots are, are rudderless right now, whereas the Steelers are playing in a division with two teams that are still in the playoffs and a division with a team that has Joe Burrow to build around, too. <laughs> It also lines up with what we've been talking about with could there be big sweeping changes coming for the Steelers organization. So if Matt Canada takes this job, but next year Mike Tomlin decides to leave and Ben Roethlisberger retires and there's a little cleaning house, is Matt Canada back looking for another gig? Mm-hmm. And then everything that we just mentioned about that, that I mean, to that's me, very realistic. In terms of, it could happen that fast absolutely, or absolutely. sooner. Like seriously, you man. Look in Miami, where Brian Flores looks like he could be there for the next decade, yes. and they're just kind of getting that going. You mentioned how young the offense is, everything with Tua, and if if I'm Matt Canada and they're telling me, yeah, you want Devonta Smith at pick three, we'll take him. I mean, come on. Uh, yes, please. And Arthur Motes, I'm from here. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I was born at Allegheny General right on the North Shore there. All right. I've got Permanis and Heinz ketchup. You cut open my skin, and that's what comes out of my blood. All right. I bleed Iron City. I, I've, I've lived my entire life in this city except for 
Um, you know, I, I went to Ohio and I went to Philly for work for a few years, but I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgher through and through. But the weather in Miami is pretty darn tempting to me as well, too, especially if I'm yeah. if, if, if I'm Matt Canada and I don't have I'm not attached to family and things like that here in Western Pennsylvania. And this is a young coach as well. If, if you take off your black and gold glasses. Yes, we can all admit the Steelers organization is much more stable, is much more successful. You would want to be a part of the Steelers franchise more than the Dolphins franchise in general overarching conversations. But if you really dig into the minutia of the coaching staff, the age of the offense, the draft pick pedigree that's coming up, I I think for Matt Canada, if he's offered that job, that is a man, that is a career changing opportunity. Oh what? Without I don't know. A I don't doubt. know how you could say no to that. And like I said, the fact that you're able to get either Tua Tagovailoa as a young person, mm-hmm. still early in his career and watch him and help him grow mm-hmm. and develop. Or if they decide to trade for Deshaun Watson, which they already have talked or about. Maybe maybe Matt Canada loves Justin Fields. And they say, Hey, let me take him at three. And and, and they say and they say, All right, we'll, we'll trade Tua. And we've already and, seen quarterbacks get traded after being top ten well, picks. We've seen that multiple times. We'll now. trade Tua for the you know, some team at pick twenty nine trades yeah. back to get their trades in to get Tua, you know, or or we'll trade Tua for pick twenty nine and we'll and we'll take Justin Fields at pick three yeah. if that's the guy you want to go forward with. Like yeah, I mean, I, it's it's almost like honestly, it's like Matt Canada. If he takes that job, he's walking into Madden mode. Yes, seriously. Like, what do you want to do with the roster? Seriously. We got a lot of high value pieces. We got a lot of high value draft picks. They also have the Texans' second round pick. Mozi. Yes, I would say they have multiple so draft picks from the right Texans. Now, man. As it stands right now, they have two first round. And picks. And these are all the trade. These were all the picks that were associated with Laramie the Larry Tunsil deal. Yes, they have indeed. Two first round picks. They have two second round picks. Moats. They have four picks. In the top 60. 60 picks, yeah, in the top 60. That's insane. Talk about that, I mean, right? you, you want to build an offense under Some people your vision. Think about it. Most people, you get, four, you get four picks in, in a whole draft sometimes, well, right? Four oh, picks oh. in the top 60. <laughs> top 60. You kidding me? Crazy. I mean, you could it's even. the first two rounds of ball. You could go, you could go that, that stud tackle from Oregon at pick three. You could go playmaker in the back end of the first round. I mean. Or or you That's go a blank canvas, or man. or with the two picks in the or, or the whether you want to put a package together and trade two of those picks to move up even higher to get two potential top ten or two potential top right. fifteen picks. You got options. You, you 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 take um you know you take Devonta Smith at pick three and then you package Tua in your first round pick for another top ten pick mm. and, and and like and you. You take Justin Fields, or you. Uh, I mean, there's so much creativity that you could get with that spot. You bring back Fitz. Yes. Ma- you bring it, back Fitz Magic, listen. and you just load up that offense and defense that, that, with those that's picks. That's the thing, like, man. If you have, if if you are able to get that type of job, like you said, that's a career. There's just so there's job, he's like, going to be able to. Let's put it this way. This is maybe my final thought on it. The imprint that he would be able to have on the Dolphins organization and Dolphins offense will be much greater than the imprint he can have on the Steelers organization and the Steelers offense. His voice, his power, and, his autonomy and just think about will his be... legacy. Think just a, a quick example. Todd Haley, what he did here through four years. It's phenomenal, right? Record breaking, innovative, changed a lot. We don't even talk about him in a positive light here in Pittsburgh. Imagine if he was in Miami doing that. He would be a legend down there. They yeah. would love that man down and there. He would he'd still be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like seriously. So that's that's the difference we're talking about. 
that spot and what you could mm-hmm. potentially what, what it could mean for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's lovely. And again, and again, I'm from here. I love I love it here. I couldn't wait to move back here in 2018. But you know, Arthur Motes, if I didn't have family in this area, if Uh-oh. I was if I didn't have all my best friends in this area, Uh-oh. I mean, living living in South Beach, living in Miami. For those of you who have been there, you know what I'm talking about. There are certainly worse places to to build a career and build your life than in sunny South Florida, particularly when you're making that kind of money. I don't know what he's talking about. I tr- <laughs> I chose Pittsburgh over Miami. Oh, I, I ain't knew. I ain't Mokes moving out like, of Florida. Oh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, baby. Uh, uh-uh, keep it cold. Keep it snowy. Keep it gritty. Hey. Keep it. Hey. I like it. You know, you know, pond hockey is like one of my favorite things <laughs> in the world. But you, you know can't what? pond hockey down there. Which is saying hockey. You know, you know what also would be one of my favorite things in the world, Arthur Motes? Beach not, volleyball. Not having to brush snow and ice off my car. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But what I am going to like even more is when we come back, man, we are going to get a chance to talk a little bit of these uh, playoff matchups, man. Yes, yes, yes. Even though we aren't able to participate, we can still observe. Hey, this is a football show, We can still critique. We can still provide our expert analysis. Oh, we sure can. But also make sure, Megawatch, that you get your predictions in. In terms of the four teams that you think are going to win in the division round get those tweets in we'll read them off in that final uh that final segment so once again the way to get the tweets in are at the body 52 the body and at wesley euler the good head. and this is Motson euler on stills nation radio Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Motes and Euler doing what we do best. Get up here and talk a little ball, baby. Mm. As always, we're in the electric factory. Shout out to, you know, everybody that's been rolling with us this journey. I know. Because it's, it's always a blast. It's been a fun year. Been that's a fun not supposed year. to be, right? I mean, the last three years have been fun, Motsi, ever since we've been doing this. But this year was an 11-game win streak, a no, trip to the postseason. It was, it was a, a one-game loss in the playoffs well, for this year. All right. Well, hold on. Ha, hold ha, ha, on. Ha, 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 ha. Our first postseason performance uh, yeah, There we go. There we uh, go. First division title there since we you go. and I have been rocking the microphone. There we go. It was a fun year. It didn't end how we wanted it to end, but... It was uh, it was a fun year. It certainly was. No, without a doubt, man. Very, very fortunate. Like I said, man, be able to just. But we're gonna enjoy. keep this thing rolling too. We're not going away. Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon. This is what we do. And uh, I had somebody too yesterday, last night. I forget who tweeted us about keeping in touch with us throughout the off season. Yes, folks. All you got to do is if you can't, if Tuesday and Thursday at noon don't work for you. Oh, it's this podcast thing. Yeah. Talk about that podcast. We have this thing called a podcast. You know where the show gets uploaded every day. Isn't a podcast kind of like commercial free? Yeah, it's like listening to us, but with no commercials. It's like Netflix on demand. You know, but less money. It's free. Three ninety nine. Who doesn't want free? So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, I think basically wherever you get your podcasts except for Spotify. 
because exactly. there's the iHeart and the Spotify yes, head. Because yes. I've gotten some of those DMs. I can't find you guys on Spotify. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't buy Ravens gear with the Steelers. You wouldn't uh, you yeah. wouldn't go into the Coke factory and find a Pepsi. Yeah, it's the same thing with same Spotify concept. And, yep. and with iHeart. Same radio. concept. Um, but yeah, if if you want to keep in tabs with us throughout the off season but you can't listen to the show at, at noon on Tuesday and Thursday, no problem. Subscribe us, rate us, review us, five-star or one-star. It's either That's you love accept. us or you hate us. That's it. Okay? Um, yeah, and you know what? It's hilarious. Literally, in this last break, I'm just seeing it now, I retweeted us and said, is there a way to re-listen to the shows without waiting until later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you have it right there, man. You have it right there. Steelers Sus- Blitz with a Z. Subscribe to the podcast, Steelers Blitz with a Z. And Zlatan every Zoo. day... It'll Anything be right. Z. It'll be right in your feed there, downloaded. Like I said, commercial free, on demand. You can listen to it when you're working out, when you're driving to work, when you're driving home from work, whenever. Uh, if you want to keep rocking with us throughout the off season, subscribe. And you know what? Uh, grab your your significant other's phone. Grab your mom's phone. Yes. Your, your auntie yes. and uncle's phone. Your grab kids. Your kids' iPads. Get on there too and subscribe on their devices as well too. Without a doubt. But if you can't do all that. What you could also do is this. Um, I'll release Wesley Euler's phone number, and you could just call him, <laughs> and he will do a live replay of every show. Just his part, not my part. So the conversations might be a little one-sided, but ultimately that is another option. If you Eight, want, when we tell six, the number, seven, five, three, phone oh, number nine. is 412-57. All right, I'm going to leave him alone. <laughs> I'm leaving alone. Anywho, though, man, you ready to talk about these uh, divisional round matchups, man? I am. I'm jack. I mean, I'm jacked up. Like, don't get me wrong. I wish the Steelers were playing, but at least Moats now will kind of just be able to sit back and take in some what should be some good football this weekend. I mean, they better be some good games. Right? Super divisional round. Not 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 just any divisional round. Super divisional round. I mean, it is super. And now they got to credit us with that, okay? Because we're the only ones calling it super division round. I do agree. So. I guess you want to start with this first matchup. I was gonna say, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go in order here. Uh, when the, uh... I don't even know what the order is. I I just wrote them down. So I'll just go. <laughs> I'll start up, man. With uh, let's see. I think Rams Packers are the first one, right? Rams Packers are the yeah, first Ram, one. Yeah, Rams Packers. Four thirty. Yes. Yeah. I think this is gonna be a good one, man. I now I say it's gonna be a good one only if Aaron Donald is healthy. We know obviously last game went out with the rib injury in the second half that hindered him even though he was still on a tear when he was out there. And then Cooper Cup, their uh, leading receiver, had left the game early as well. So depending on those two guys' health, that's going to dictate a mm-hmm. lot. We know Jared Goff, his thumb situation because he – He looked good last he, week, he though. Did. He definitely did, but he said he couldn't tie his shoes. Like, that was the crazy part. So just seeing, you know, what does he look like as well because Ooh. we know Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, they're playing really well. Now – no Bakatari, that's going to make things interesting Big because loss. we saw what uh, Michael Floyd was able to do from an edge rush stand, uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I said Michael Floyd, Leonard Floyd. Excuse Leonard me. Floyd. Leonard yeah. Floyd, yeah. We saw what he was Malcolm's able to do. brother, Leonard. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one of them Floyds. But we saw what he was able to do in terms of creating pressure when uh, the Rams played the Seahawks. So that's going to be interesting. But this is a good-on-good good matchup. And then the, the – the, the clashing philosophy. You, you talk about the five-star – Think about Jalen Ramsey. Oh, you were looking at my Devontae. notes, weren't you? You said you got that as well, right? I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'm like, how, how could you not? Right, yeah, that, so that's the one. Do, when we do show me the money in the next segment, I've got a matchup to watch man, in each game. That is the that's one. That's the one. Oh my uh, gosh, I'm excited. The, the, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL against arguably the best cornerback 
in the NFL. Man, so you know what? That's that, going to be fun to watch. I'm glad you just said that statement about him arguably being the best receiver in the arguably. NFL. Because that will still put your boy D Hop as the third best guy. <laughs> oh, Whoa! Oh, and being, I took you, that personally. You being so rude. <laughs> I ain't seen Michael Thomas do nothing this year. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I mean, dude. Devontae Adams versus Jalen, two guys that are in their prime. And they match up well stylistically. Think about Devontae is a bigger body, fast guy, can move. Jalen Ramsey, bigger body, fast guy, plays physical at the line of scrimmage. I can't wait. Yeah, this is going to be good, man. This. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Like, I. Obviously, I'm excited for the AFC games because of just the division nature of it. Because right? oh, we got we got action in all of those. You've got two yeah. AFC North teams mm-hmm. still playing, and then you've got the the kind of the angle of like the Bills. This is the first time they've had success in a while. The Browns. This is the the Chiefs. Can they be the first team to go back to back? Correct. In, in yeah. what like 50, like 17 years? Um, there's the intrigue, obviously, of Brady versus Breeze, and it's the third time. You know, can Breeze defeat Brady three times in a season? But, man, just in terms of aesthetically pleasing football, Motsi, Packers-Rams might be the one this weekend. That's, I agree. That's going to be pretty football to but watch. But the, the, the thing is, I think it could be either really pretty football. Well, that's true. Or it could get gory. It could get gory. Because if golf in that hand that's doesn't true. respond. Because, like that's you said, true. that first time back from an injury – Okay, you might get through the game, but Adrenaline who knows? Pumping right, because yeah. remember he wasn't even supposed to play last week. Right, he wasn't supposed he to get came the in start. Out of necessity, absolutely. My, my, uh, what, what's Wofford, the, Wofford, as he says, scary yeah. injury. Wofford thankfully, hurt his neck. Yes, thankfully he's all he's good, good, but, but that he's was he's scary ruled out this week as well, yeah. so he's not even going to be available. But Wofford was supposed to play, was supposed to start. He went down, and that's why golf came in. And golf talked about at the end of the game, hey, I couldn't tie my shoes right before the game started. And as you've pointed out these things before, when you know. Guys like Jeff Driscoll come into the game and the Steelers' yeah. defense don't own them. When you spend all week, maybe that was a benefit to Goff this Very last true, because they were preparing they for They spent all week yes. preparing for somebody else, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden on the fly, it's a different quarterback, different style, different play calling. Maybe Goff doesn't look as good as he did last week right. now that he's had a defense preparing for him the whole week, too. And, that's, and, we that's know, and we know what the rush situation is in Green Bay. I like that rush situation. Mm-hmm. Okay? So knowing that as well, I'm just like – it could get bad for those guys. That'll be fun. If Donald's healthy, it could get bad. But either way, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited <sighs> for Saturday night. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Up in Buffalo. Baltimore. Wish, oh, my Ravens, Are you kidding me? Buffalo of, Bills. Of, oh, wait. Of, of all the games that have happened this year, other than Steelers, Browns, and Heinz Field. That's the one that needed the fans. That's the one that I wish. supposed to have fans there, man. Bills Mafia and, 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 and with not, some infiltration listen, from those purple-clad Baltimoreans. And, and, oh. and we're not talking about the little uh, the 5,000. The scenes amazing. Oh, yeah, you got 5,000 fans. We're not even talking about that. No, that that, that deserved here. the full sellout. And oh, it would have been insane. And, and eight fifteen kickoff all day, twelve hours to tailgate. You kidding Bro, me? That's dangerous too, by the way. You know how many tables would have been broken? Listen, be, 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 because we, we talk about this, right? And, and you know, obviously, I I do. I was on the tailgating scene in Pittsburgh a year ago. Well, hopefully, you and I are going up there for the Steelers yes. game next year. Well, but just just to let you know, is levels to the tailgating. As much fun as we had tailgating Steeler games, as much as we like to talk about, man, we tailgate, we do it right, and we did, right? We, we had a nice little scene out there. You guys did. I'm it hoping to get to one of your tailgates next year, too. Our tailgate, as big as it was in Pittsburgh, would have been the smallest tailgate in Buffalo. These people in Buffalo, they tailgate two days prior to the game. Mm-hmm. They literally pull up in RVs and campers and park on Thursday night 
and just sit out there reminds and me a lot tailgate of college. It, it reminds all me a lot of college weekend. Town. Seriously, man, yeah. you, you you be driving it on Friday. You wave at the guy. You leave. You, you come RV, in on Saturday. You spend the weekend there. Yeah, you wave at those people. Yep. Okay, and then Sunday, now it's the full turn up. But literally, Thursday, that's when they start tailgating. It's not like here in Pittsburgh where it's day of and then depending on have, what like, the, the weather is. And too, stuff, you yes, know they I mean? do. Like, It'd be hard in Pittsburgh to pull up an RV on right, Thursday right. and start. You know, they, they have like right a, a parking lot. Like They've it's got a perfect whole, how it's set up yeah. up there, man. They are designed. I mean, like you said, it's 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 college town. It's college. That's, it's, that's what it is, man. It's I've been up there once before. It it not for a football game, for a hockey game actually. Uh, USA yeah. Canada, the outdoor Ooh, the outdoor the game outdoor up one. there, yeah, which absolutely. was scenes, especially absolutely, because man. America won, baby. Um, USA. But yeah, USA. It, I, I every time I every time I see videos, every time I hear about like it, it remind it sounds a lot like Morgantown. People yeah. start rolling in on Thursday and Friday. They stay the whole weekend. It's it's a weekend trip. It's not just a one day tailgate. Yeah, man. I wish there were gonna be fans there for that Dude, game. That, oh. that, but that matchup right there, I'm excited about because this is the like a mirror match in terms of both teams having elite level quarterbacks, guys that can throw the ball and make plays with their legs. Now, obviously, Josh has done it to an extremely high level this year, whereas Lamar, he was a little bit up and down. Now, obviously, he's a lot hotter towards the end of it. But both of those guys are very dynamic. Both offenses are predicated on their quarterbacks playing well. Yes. Which is different because we say Cleveland, the offenses are predicated on Baker playing no, it's well. it's predicated on the run game. Absolutely. We talk about the Titans. It's predicated on Henry. Every team is different. But right here, this is going to be predicated on these two young quarterbacks who, I mean, up until last week had to break the whole – Knock on them of not being able to win big games, not They've being able to win in the playoffs for sure. Both so of these guys, now yeah. both of those guys, we're going to get a chance to see. All right, the stakes are even higher this week. Yeah, last week was cool. That was your first test. You got the monkey off your back, but now when the lights are are shining brighter, when this moment has become that much greater, how are you going to mm-hmm. respond? That's what I cannot wait to see, man. I I think it's going to be good, though, man. I do, too. Uh, the, the, the one thing in this matchup that I'll be looking forward to the most, though, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, how they minimize J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson on the ground. That's going to be the big part. The open field tackling, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be the, the key for those guys. But, man, I'm excited. Me, too. That's Diggs versus Marlon Humphrey. That's the one to circle this weekend. Cole baby. Beasley versus Marcus Peters. That's John the Brown one to circle. John Brown against his old team, the Ravens. That's it's gonna be Woo! fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun Saturday night. Oh man. Come on, Buffalo. Get your money. Come on, Buffalo. Not the Ravens in the AFC championship game. So, so, Come so on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Buffalo. I got a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If they weren't playing the Ravens and I was just over here, come on, Buffalo, come on, Buffalo, people would look at me as if, like, hey, man. Hey, quit being a homer. Quit being a homer. Remember, who pays you, right? Remember where you're from. But since they're playing the Ravens. It works out nicely for you. So I'm just wanting to know (laughs) this weekend if I were to put on, like, Bill's gear to be like, I'm good because it's like, yo, we don't like the Ravens. We're doing this because we want the Ravens to lose. That's right. Yeah. Got no love for purple. So that's what we're going to just really root on extremely hard for the Bills. (laughs) That's right. You see how it makes you, sense, right? You can play it off real you nicely. See, you see what I just did there? I love it. I love it. All you right. can keep that same energy Let's going, go too. Let's go, Buffalo. And Sunday's first matchup, too. Isn't I mean, that the truth? Come Chiefs on, Kansas City. and Browns. Can they, can they clap them, boys? I need them to clap them, you boys, see what right? I, did I, I like I like what you did. <laughs> he, he's here all week. <laughs> Three o'clock. A little bit of a matinee start. I know. I kind of like the matinee start, man. Well, me, know? too, because like I said, Penguins play at noon. Uh-huh. So that'll roll right into the 3 o'clock. That's perfect. 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 Uh, 
yeah, my concern with this one is the start for the Chiefs. Yes. Because we know Cleveland is a team that when they get the lead, that's how they want to play, the run mm-hmm. game. The Chiefs starters, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of those important guys on offense, they haven't played in three weeks, Mozart. Very true. Three weeks, because they took week 17 off, they were in street clothes, and then they had the bye last yes. week. I think the Chiefs end up winning, but I think it's closer than most people think. Yeah, I think it's going to be really close. Lower scoring, yes. too, than most people think. I think it's going to look very similar to that second Chiefs-Raiders game. Yes. I think it's going to look very similar to that. I don't think it's going to be as dynamic as the Chiefs-Dolphins game. Obviously, the Chiefs started really slow in both of those difference was in the Dolphins game. They had the turnovers at the beginning of it. But then, remember, they got going in that third quarter and were about mm-hmm. to really burst the game open. I don't think it gets to that extent, but I do feel like it's going to be very much low scoring, just not boring, but cheat. I mean, Brown's playing the, the caught game. We're going to run this ball. We're not going to turn the ball over. And we're going to make you have to execute. And that's what they did against us last week, man. They they ran a ton of cover two, a ton of Tampa two, just making sure that their, their corners were had safety help over top and said, we will allow you to hit all these, you know, garbage yards, these, these 10, 15-yard mm-hmm. outs. You can hit all of that. That's cool. I mean, and it looks good on the stat sheet, but ultimately we're not going to allow you to effectively move this ball. We're not going to allow you to, to just beat us in one play. You're not going right. to score – you know, two touchdowns in, in a minute. We're not allowing that. And I think that does benefit the Browns game. It does. I would agree. But if there's any team that can execute at a high level like that, if there's any team that can still find a way to score. A team that can erase a double-digit deficit not, in not, an not, instant. Like Seriously, it's this team. Not only did we see it happen this year multiple times, but even last year in Every the playoffs. Playoff game. Down 21 points. 21 to the Texans. Down what? 10 to no, the it was 14. No, it was 14 to the Titans. And 10, to the, 10 yeah. in the fourth quarter in the to that Super Bowl. Niners defense. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. But somehow, someway, they continue to find ways to come back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like to be that the, guy, but until I see otherwise, I can't go against it. So Similar yeah. to what we were saying about the Browns against the Steelers, and we were correct in our analysis here. The, the Browns need to be in the lead at the end of the first quarter. Without a doubt. They, they, I'm not, it, yeah, the it Brown, doesn't need to be 28 to nothing like it was at Heinz Field, but right. the Browns need a, a touchdown lead at the end of the first quarter. I Without think. a doubt, man. The yeah. Browns are going to have to be ahead. If the Browns can play from ahead, they'll be fine. They can't trail this team, though. Yeah. They can't trail this team at all. And last but not Whoa. least. The creme de la creme, huh? Now, this is tough for me, Motsi. This the one. Because, I mean, you know how I feel about Tom Brady. He is mm-hmm. the GOAT. And I know how you feel about your man. But you know how I feel about you. So do I want Tom Brady back in an NFC or in an NFC championship game, I should say, for the first time? Or do I want Sean Payton back? Oh, man, this is this is a lose-lose for me, Motsi. I just hope it's a good game. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good game. I think for me, I'm erring on the side of I don't see Brady losing three, three times, times in the same year. Me, to one that's team. tough to do. I can't see it happening. That's Brady adjusts to too do. well, along with the fact that Antonio they Brown is playing. Humming. Him and Gronk are playing way better now than when they played that second go around. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this team is a lot more dynamic offensively. Leonard Fournette has really, I agree. You know, rolled in and, and, Ronald and Jones found is his healthy role. again. The old line has been protecting. Oh, that defense is you know, good. We gave a lot of love to Jedrick Wills last week. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs for the Bucks. Yes, same thing. Same. One of the best tackles in football as a rookie. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. this is. This is going to be a real chess match. This is chess, not checkers, yes. because it's teams that know each other well. 
It's two good quarterbacks. It's two high-flying offenses. Well, and the Bucks got two JMU guys, all right? Let's go. So, with that being said, yeah. Yeah, two JMU guys, a former Pittsburgh, still a teammate of mine. And the more Brady wins, the the, the more it sticks into that team, uh, you know, that, that resides up in New England. Next week, we got to resolve this bet once. And I you get know, this hanging you know. over my get Stop this hanging over I, I mean, my head. We're, we're going to get to that bet. We're not even worried about that. But I'm just saying in general, the more – Brady wins, the less I got to hear about how great of a coach Belichick is and how it's always yeah. coach, coach, coach. And now we can see that no, 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 it's not coach, coach, coach. You need player, player, player. Yeah, man. And it's just further value. I mean, I that. agree with you on that, but oh, man, just could you imagine an insufferable Tom? Oh, no, I just man. Don't even wanna. It's not as bad. It's I not as bad. Just, oh, just no. come on, man. Just drink a kale smoothie. And you know what, Moats? I wrote a huge article for ESPN. Do you remember last year, the day before the Super Bowl, when Tom Brady, he wasn't there for the first time in 37 years, uh-huh. so he had to put on his little publicity stunt, and he said, I'm coming back next year, and I, and I don't plan on watching the Super Bowl from home. He don't. I wrote an article for ESPNPGH.com that got picked up in New England and got a lot of hate in New England, where uh... I said the article, the title of the article was, You Won't, Tom. And it was about how, listen, Thomas, accept it. You're never going back to the Super Bowl again. Well, Motes, I'm going to have a lot of dudes in my res- in my mentions with receipts from New England if, uh, if Tom makes it back to the Super Bowl. So I guess I'm rooting for Sean Payton. Yeah, that could be really bad for you. That could be really, really bad for you, man. <laughs> I put my you know, – <laughs> I don't speak in absolutes very often because I don't like receipts. Yeah, yeah. But I no, put that man. one out there and – I'm hanging on by the skin of my chin. You know, when the Bucks yeah. fell to seven and five in Week 13, I was like, "All right, I'm good, I'm good." But ever since then, they've won what now, like six straight games. Yeah. Ooh, get a little tight over here. Get a little yep, tight. it happens. It happens. It's all good. It, it's all good. But speaking of getting a little tight, the shows, you know, mm-hmm. remaining time for today is getting a little we'll tight. Give our predictions on all these games. Absolutely, on the other side. because that's what we really got to do. Along with reading the tweets, man, mm-hmm. reading your score predictions, and we'll get some paper. So. If you haven't Show got your tweets in yet, get those tweets in right now, man, at TheBody52. TheBody. At Wesley Euler. The good head. We're talking about your four divisional round winners. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Yes, indeed, it is Motes and Euler Inside the Electric Factory The last segment of the week the last Moats hosts, hosts Friday. I mean, I you're going to do man. some hosting during the week, so obviously. Obviously, we will, but, but... the last one on a Friday. Yeah, for a yeah, for, 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 until further notice. Until so, further notice. You know, I'm excited, though, man. I, I, I woke up this morning, man. The coffee hit just right. Ooh, Had yeah. my leftovers from yesterday. It just hit. Everything oh, was perfect. Yeah. My son cooperated with me on the live <laughs> when we was virtual schooling this morning. I said, all right, bet. Some I days, like it just be like, it just to, be like that. Today was a good day. Today was a good day. I didn't even see a brave flash in them high beams. It was good, man. <laughs> so, with that being said, I think it is time. We get to some tweets here. That we do that, man. Let's get to some tweets here, Arthur Motes. 
Uh, Brett chimes in. Shout out to Brett, by the way, man. Uh, Brett goes uh, Saints over Tampa. I like it. Rams over Packers. Talk about it. Bills over Ravens. Now you're talking nice. And Chiefs over the Brands. All right, all right. Brett also wants to know, do you you subscribe to the logic that a lot of sports fans have of rooting for the team that they lost to so you can say you lost to the champ? No. Well, I was going to say this. comfort. When I played, I would see comfort like that. When I played, whoever we lost to in the playoffs – it was weird. It was such a weird dynamic. Like, part of me wanted them to, to win it all because then I could be like, okay, well, at least if we had to lose, we did lose to the champs. But then the other side was the fact that we lost to a team that won it and we feel like we're better than every team we play. So either way, I was always going to be conflicted because to me, the thought of being the fifth best team in the league, I just couldn't sit with that. We always felt like we were the best team, and if we weren't the best, then we had to be number two in the league. But the only way that's validated is if you had lost to that champion. Now, the, the year that it really got got weird for me was 15, that Broncos year, because for a fact, we felt we outplayed them. We felt that we were the better team. We had already beat them prior to that with a healthy roster, and this was going into a game where we were down – Two, Everyone. two of our main <laughs> components offensively in terms of no L. Bell, no uh, a- a- Antonio Brown either. And we felt that we were good enough. So seeing them win that the way that they did, that one hurt because we love that matchup against Carolina. We saw that. We were like, golly. Yeah, maybe. And I obviously can't speak from the athlete perspective like Motsi, but from my personal fan perspective, it's the opposite for me. Because when I've seen my teams get eliminated and then somebody or by somebody who goes on to win the title – I think all we had to do was get past those guys and the championship was ours. Like in 2018, the Capitals finally got past the Penguins in overtime in game six and went on to win the cup. I wasn't thinking, oh, well, at least the Penguins' run was ended by – no, I was thinking, dang it, all we had to do was get past the Caps and we would have won the cup for a third straight year. Um, In 2010, WVU lost to Duke in the Final Four and Duke went on and won the national championship. And I'm thinking if Deshaun Butler doesn't blow out his knee in the Final Four and we beat Duke – I'm burning a couch in Morgantown right now. <laughs> same, thing, same thing in 2016 when WVU lost a close one in the Elite Eight to Villanova, and then Villanova goes on to win the national championship. I'm thinking to myself, all we had to do was beat those prep school yuppies from Philadelphia, and we're you know, national champions. The funny thing is, we're saying the exact same thing, just from two different angles. <laughs> but it's the exact same thing. You're looking at it as, man, that should have been ours, and I'm looking at it like, well, at least if, if we didn't win it, at least, at least I know who same, did win it. it you know what I mean? It's the same thought process. <laughs> You're right. That uh, is funny, man. What Juju Ben Hayden Akora for has Bills, Chiefs, Saints, and Packers. He said, I'm wearing my Steelers goggles, but I do not want to see any of our division rivals playing in the big game. Yes, I don't want to see our I, division rivals I either. I agree. I don't want to see any AFC North opponent advance this weekend. <laughs> I'm putting it, you know what? I might tweet that on Saturday. I'm like, I don't want to see any AFC North team if you advance. Tweeted, this I'll weekend. Retweet it. How about that? Bet that. That's how I'm feeling. That's my energy this weekend. Steeler. No AFC North teams advance. <laughs> Steeler Bomb says Rams over Packers, Bucks over Saints, Bills over Ravens, and he goes, ugh. But I got the Browns over the Chiefs. No one's giving them a chance. It feels a lot I'm like last you, week against the Steelers. It does. It does. Um, I can see it. I don't know if I'm bold enough to pick it, but I can see it. <laughs> Kayla picks Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I love these Buffalo picks, by the way. Everyone's a lot I, because we don't like the Ravens, you know? We do not. You got to pick. We against, do not. We're going to pick against the Ravens this the week. Here, Listen, if you pick a Raven this weekend, I can't support you. 
All right. You, I, there should be no Raven love this weekend. Irie says, uh, <laughs> Irie says, I like how Irie put it. Rat birds lose, Browns lose. So there we go. The <laughs> as long as the Ravens lose this weekend, that's all we are worried about. Irie says, Rat birds lose, Browns lose. Do it for the North. In the NFC, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think both games are a coin flip. They're, they're going to be tight. They're going to be tight. Don Juan says, Bills, Chiefs, Packers, and Saints. I love those picks, by the way. And he said, man, I'm really looking – or I'm really thinking about a Super Bowl of Mahomes versus Rodgers. Yeah, I I think uh, I think a lot of people are. We'll see if that's a possibility when we get the championship As weekend. long as the Ravens don't advance this weekend. That's all we're worried <laughs> about right, right now. Right. You know? No uh, AFC North teams. No AFC North teams. No purple, no orange. Uh, Josh says Chiefs, Bucks, Ravens, Packers. Whoa, 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 what? Say that again. Chiefs, Bucks, Ravens, Oh, Packers. whoa, 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 what? Say that third one again. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Say that one again. What was Chiefs, that? Bucks, Redacted, Oh, Lord. There we go. That's, that's better. Uh, he said, since <laughs> I'm not stressing with the Steelers game this weekend, I will be smoking a brisket and making some buffalo chicken dip. Ooh, there you go. I like it. I like it. Ryan says, Chiefs, Bills, Packers, Saints. Now you're talking to me. Now we are talking. I think that uh, that might be it there. Arthur Motes. As long as we're in, picking in against regards, the Ravens this week. In regards to the picks, uh, last one. Annie chimes in. I got Packers, Bills, Chiefs, and Bucks all mm-hmm. living another day. I like it. I do too. That's what I'm talking about. As long as that Ravens team doesn't advance, that's all I care about this weekend. <laughs> the Ravens can't win. I'm so sick and tired of seeing the Ravens advance in playoffs. I mean, c- could you imagine a Ravens team just in the stop. AFC Championship against game? Against the Browns, just stop. Oh. Just stop. Do you know how miserable we would be here in Pittsburgh? The only thing that could possibly get worse for me, Ravens, Ravens, Browns, Browns AFC oh. Championship game, would be if if Pitt and Virginia Tech were playing for a national championship. Like, That's I, the I, only way that could get worse. Like I, I, I seriously can't. I, I don't want either of those teams in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> like, like ser- just just think about uh, the Browns were already stop it enough stop it without having success. Stop it. They've been dominating headlines all offseason the past There's three no years. Like Find a happy place. Find a happy place. Find a happy place. How many commercials do you think Baker would have place. after that? Find a happy place. I just can't deal with it. All right, Motsi, we've heard from the people. What do you say we give our input? It's about right. Show me the money. Show me the money! <laughs> Ooh, Arthur Motsi. I love it. Let's go. Four games, four picks. Does that sound right to you? <sighs> that sounds copacetic. Let's get it. Uh, you want to go back and forth on this thing, or do you want me oh, to get, give all mine? No, 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 no. I don't want to go back. I want to go forward and backwards. Forward and backwards. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't want you to wind me up here. Okay. Because it's your hosting today. Yes, so forward and backwards meaning you go but first, I second. You first, I second. You dynamic, first, I second. Like, where yes. you're hosting, but it's my se- segment. segment. Yes, so, yes. So we'll let me go first. Correct. Because okay. yeah, you got the computer. I can't see. Uh, Rams, Green Bay. Okay. Seven and a half point favorites are the Packers. Seven and a half. Touchdown and a half. So Arthur Motes, Packers so win got by, by eight. Packers win by a touchdown, but give me the Rams plus seven and a half to cover. Packers by seven. I'm with you. One, uh, yeah. My five star matchup to watch in that one is we already discussed. We don't need to really talk about it anymore because we just did. Adams versus Ramsey. Get your popcorn ready. You know that is going to be phenomenal. Uh, you with me on that? Packers win. Oh, without Rams a doubt. Cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see the Packers winning by eight. I don't. And know. that's what they're going to have to do. Yep. They're going to win, but not by eight. I agree. Uh, Buffalo, your Buffalo Bills, three point favorites. I'm going with a push on this one. 
I think Buffalo I wins by three. Yes. So I don't want to – I could – it doesn't matter if I say Ravens plus three or, or Bills minus matter, three. Yeah. I hope that that line moves a half point before kickoff either Correct. way, either to two and a half or three and a half. Three is always a tricky one. Uh, I think Buffalo wins by three points in a close game, though. Um, you mentioned Tremaine Edmonds against the run game, J.K. Dobbins and the boys. How about Tremaine Edmonds against Lamar Jackson? That's the one. That's the one. Because, see, honestly, to me, Tremaine is built for a guy like Lamar. He can play in side space, to side. move side to side. Yep. He is not built for Jonathan Taylor and that close, no, close offensive not. line. That's built to just downhill road grader. That's more Vince Williams game. Yes, it is. You see the difference. Right, right. So that's why, for me, I'm excited for Tremaine and Matt Milano because they are built for these type of attacks, playing in space, mm-hmm. being a great athlete. That's what they're built for, man. Browns? I like that, though. But, but for me, honestly, even though Bills are, are – you said Bills minus three right now, right? Three-point favorites, yeah. I have the Bills winning, but I don't think they win by three. One or two? I think it's one or two, yeah. If I had to take the – I'd probably take Ravens in the points yeah, if I, if I, I had I, to. I'm going Ravens points right yeah. there. On to Sunday, Browns, Chiefs, Mozi. I hate the 10-point spread because my prediction is Chiefs 31, Browns 21. But what I will tell you is the over-under is set at 57 and a half. Ooh. Even if it's 31-24, even if it's 34-21, you're still under by a couple points. So I'm going to stay away from the spread, but give me the under 57 and a half. Like I said, I think it's a lower-scoring game. Even if it's 34-21, to 21, that's still under 57 and a half. I get nervous touching any Chiefs point spreads, bro. In terms of total points, because we know that you talk about the, the the most lightning rod can just fluctuate so much and so quick. They can score 17 points one week and score 57 points the next week. Like, that's who they are. Yeah. But something that you told me beforehand, and I do think pertains perfectly to this. Early on, college football season starts, you say you always take the under in points mm-hmm. because what? They're rusty. They haven't been Offenses up to speed. Offenses take longer to come together than defenses. You already told me that the Kansas City Chiefs offense has done Three what? Three weeks. Three weeks. Sitting we already said that the Chiefs, I mean, the Browns are going to be hard in their battle test, but they also do a great job of what? Minimizing the game. Mm-hmm. Taking air out of the ball. It's the perfect scenario for you that. You going man. Browns plus 10. Chiefs win, but Browns Chiefs cover. Chiefs win, Browns cover, without a doubt, man. I like it. I like it. And last but certainly not least. oh the on final the, one. On the History Channel. Sunday hey, now. Night, Saints three-point favorites against Tampa Bay. Yeah, give me the Bucks plus three. I think they're going to win. I got Bucks straight up. Yeah, yeah. they win this, man. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one, though. Key matchup. Key matchup. A.B. versus whatever schlub has to cover him. Because you know they're yeah, going to put gonna Lattimore put my, on yeah, Evans. Yeah. They're probably going to put their number two guy on. A.B. versus whatever poor schlub has to cover him. <laughs> Must be good. Must be good when you, you, like you get the you third like quarter right there. I like that one. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Arthur Mutz, let me hit the music, and you can get us out of here on Super Divisional Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, party people. You already know what it is in the place to be. Motes and Euler, man. This was a fun, fun Friday, man, a fun Moats Host Friday. First, I've got to shout out my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler in the building. Man, always keeping my vocals sounding right, my intros and outros just the way I like them. Next, I got to give a shout out to the Power Grid, the Mega Watch, the participation once again. Unrivaled by anyone because y'all just dominate the Twitter waves, baby. We appreciate you greatly. There is no show without you guys, all right? So keep the support flowing, and obviously we'll keep the shows going starting Tuesdays and Thursdays next week. Same time, though, 12 to 2. Also got to give a final shout-out to my co-host, my partner in crime. P.I.C. Mr. Wesley Dude. 
It's been fun, Mozi, and I'm glad we're uh, we're gonna be you know, a little reprieve, but we're still gonna be rocking and rolling here. Well, you know, after you've endured and survived the <laughs> content gold rush that we did, I think we've allotted ourselves oh, a little yeah. bit of a uh, grace period. As grace pertains period. to uh, that's, that's the, the show. I like. It. I yes, like it. yes. So with that being said, man, signing off the last Friday show mm-hmm. until further notice. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we will see you Tuesday. <sighs> and as always, on your 24/7 home. Of the black and gold. Steelers Mm -hmm. Nation Mm -hmm. Radio.